welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Jane Austen adaptations. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. And I'm Julian Davis. Keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley, and you can email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Pemberley Podcast, where this week we're going to wrap up our conversation on The Courtship. In case you don't know, The Courtship is a show on Peacock slash USA Network where one woman searches for love in a Regency-era setting in a classic twist on modern dating. The immersive romantic experience unfolds across the English countryside as she sets out to find her perfect match with her family by her side, advising her along the way. So we're going to cover episodes 9 through 12 and just wrap up Miss Remy's journey on this show. Will it end in love? Will it end in marriage? Will it, Will it Yeah, we'll see. But before we dive into that, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're currently reading and watching outside of Regency stuff. So I can start. I've been watching The Circle on Netflix, which is a competition series that has become very popular. Basically, you have a bunch of contestants who are secluded to their own apartments in this same building, and they create their own profiles, and they only communicate via text messaging, basically through like a TV screen. What the others don't know is whether or not they are actually their profile or if they're catfishes. So the end goal is to make enough connections and, you know, trick enough people, make it to the top and you win money. The funny thing that happens is they have to dictate their messages. And so they're like, okay, circle, fireworks emoji, this emoji. So excited you're here. Can't wait. Hashtag best times up ahead. Like that sort of thing. So it's like, it's very cheesy. But I think, you know, the contestants at this point have kind of caught on to the cheesy way they have to talk. The fun twist that happens this season is that the Spice Girls... Uh, you have Mel B and Emma Bunton, who are huge fans of the circle, and they are also playing alongside these people, like for just a couple rounds because they're celebrities and they're not gonna stick around for a whole yeah. competition. That was really fun to see them play in this world. Again, like no one knows, and then there's a point where they do reveal it and everyone freaks out. It's really fun. It's a fun, lighthearted show. No one gets hurt kind of thing. So that's what I've been watching. Not like in The Courtship, where no. thing, people get hurt all the time. Yes. And that's just what this is. It's the chemical makeup of yeah. the show. So that actually feeds very nicely into what I've been watching, which is another Peacock show. And it's season two of Girls 5 Eva, which is basically about a, a group of women in their early to mid 40s who were in a girl group in the early 2000s one hit wonders and then they crashed and burned and now it's 20 years later and they're reuniting so season one it was sort of about the band getting back together and and getting back on top now they've got some momentum and so they're going to make a new album and it's sarah borellis busy phillips paula pell and renee goldsberry it's a really funny silly wacky version of new york and it's a very funny show funny musical show it's also in peacock Let's jump into episodes 9 through 12 of The Courtship, starting with episode 9, titled The Strongest Prevail. Previously, we had Mr. Nazaire join the competition. Miss Remy is immediately taken with him, but the pressure is on. I mean, they're already far along into this competition, so... Is it too little too late? We are starting this episode with six men left, and we get our issue of the Daily Tea. The activity of the day will be a festival of strength, where basically the guys are going to show off how strong they are, and they're going to take their shirts off. That's that's the goal of this episode. <laughs> I do love how tongue-in-cheek these events are getting. Like, I think they started off pretty serious. Like, this is what you had to do back in the day. Yeah. This is what was done. And now they're like, So also this is television, so (laughs) you guys are going to work out in front of us and your shirts are going to be off. This Festival of Strength is very interesting. So the first task is they have to lift this 150-pound cement ball on top of a barrel, which looks very difficult. But Mr. Judge picked it up like it was five pounds. Like, he does it like nothing. Mr. Cones goes up against Mr. Hunter, which everyone is expecting Mr. Hunter to beat him. But Mr. Cones, like, he pulls it off. He does it. And he even surprises himself, which is nice. 
But the mom is like, oh, I can't <laughs> believe Mr. Cones beat Mr. Hunter. So I love, I love again, once again, happy to have the parents back in the fold having their commentary because they're so funny. They have an endurance challenge, which is basically holding up a log above your head as long as you can. Mr. Judge gets a little cocky and he loses to Mr. Cones, but ultimately it comes down to Mr. Hunter or Mr. Nazaire, which Mr. Nazaire wins. So we are all surprised because Mr. Hunter looks like he could have beat everyone in this competition. It's fine. Mr. Nazaire wins much needed one-on-one time with Miss Remy. And they have great chemistry. Like they are very flirty and fun together. Like they get along. It seems like in normal life in real world, you know, if they were actually in the same city in similar circles, like they would have gotten along together really well. Like they mm-hmm. would have been a fun couple. Mm-hmm. But her life is in Seattle, his life is in London. I don't know how likely it's going to be. But during their conversation, he does give up information about Mr. Chapman because she does ask, like, what's going on in the house? How are the guys? Because he's still somewhat new to this whole competition. So I think she's mainly just checking in on him. Like, how are you adjusting? And is everything in the house good? And he takes this opportunity to be like, Mr. Chapman has commitment issues. (laughs) So, which like, we're great. We're grateful for that. We love that. We want him to, we want these guys to, you know, look out for her and, and flag any issues, which he does. Men need to do this more often. Yeah. <laughs> men say stuff they shouldn't in front of other men all the time. I know. And he's using his backstabbing for good instead yes. of evil. <laughs> Mr. Hunter also gets some one-on-one time and he just, I I like the idea of Mr. Hunter. I think he is here for the right reasons. I think he wants to, you know, have a relationship with Miss Remy, but I think the structure of the show just isn't natural for any kind of <laughs> getting to know you regular pace. So the pace of a reality show is just like times a hundred. So at this point, he hasn't really opened up to her. She doesn't really feel like she knows him. That's still like the big blocking point where he feels like she feels like he has a wall up. Yeah. And Mr. Hunter is the one who was raised on a sailboat, basically. And now he has the body of a Greek god, like perfect. Ha- like he does look like he's carved in stone. Like his hair doesn't move. You know? She tries to move. She it. tries and it doesn't happen. <laughs> it and doesn't move. It's just something I think we should point out for our our listeners at home because we can't look at a picture of him right now. No. I think he's great. I also think that he is he spent a lot of time kind of working on himself and he's like, okay, I'm ready for the woman now. I'm, I'm ready for love right now, right now, right now. Right. And I feel like he's not putting in a lot of that emotional foundation with her that yeah. other guys are. And I think he's like, I think he's mature, but like who knows anything about the real connection and, and like if they're actually good for each other. Yeah. And I mean, we don't see a hundred percent of all the conversations they're having. Like, you know, these get cut down from, who knows how long these conversations are to like maybe a minute or two minutes. So a lot of times people like we think our front runners maybe aren't because we're just seeing more of them and other people who like she was sad to say bye to were like, why was she sad? But they actually maybe had a, a bigger connection off screen yeah. than we saw. So yeah. I think that's the case with Mr. Hunter. Yeah. Miss Remy decides to invite Mr. Bokikio to a Regency spa. He gets this fancy one-on-one date where they get alone time. He's, like, very open with her. He's, like, proposing at the end of this would be crazy, right? Like, we don't don't know where we stand with Mr. Bokikio. And she doesn't either because last episode, when the guys were talking about, like, proposing to her at the end of this, he straight up said, yeah, I would do it. And now he's saying... That would be insane. Like, can you actually imagine a proposal at the end of this? But it is what she's been expecting. It is what she wants. And he's not sure that he can give her that, which is a tough thing for him because he's like, I like you. I want us to progress, but I don't know if I can give you what you want at the end of this. So, you know, they kind of just leave the conversation there. They get into the same tub. They make out. They're having fun, that sort of thing. Again, I just want to point out, I don't think, I think this is more of an issue of the show and like the structure because the end goal was never clear. They kind of had to find it out from Miss Remy. 
maybe a few days or a week in that she was expecting a proposal. A lot of these guys came into this like, yeah, we'll go on this dating show and we'll have fun. We'll be in costumes and who knows what will happen. Like maybe I have a girlfriend at the end of this. Like for all of them, it feels like they were so caught off guard once the proposal talk started up. My official opinion on Mr. Bokikio is that I get why he's her front runner. Like, I think they have the most chemistry. They get along with each other. Something I find to be very interesting is I think in every other relationship, Miss Remy feels like she's the one who's in charge and she's the yeah. one who's like, more, I want more from you. You know, like she's she has no issue telling them what she expects from them. Yeah. Mr. She likes Mr. Bokikio so much. It's like, it throws her off her game. Like she yeah. gets tongue tied around him. She's kind of like, I don't know, what do you want to do? Like, you know, like it, that's sort of normal. And I feel like if this were a scenario where they met in real life, I think that they would be spending a lot more time together. But you're right. I, I think the nature of the show has thrown Mr. Bokikio off a lot. Like all the issues that Mr. Kim had, I mean, th- those were really magnified where he's like, I have an issue with being cheated on. I have an right. issue with being cheated on. The weird thing is she's not really committed to any one of these guys because this is a dating show and you're part of the male harem now. But Mr. Bokik, I think it's also really hard for him to imagine proposing to someone knowing that she's got all these other connections with these other guys, like knowing that they live, there's a whole country between them. He's in Staten, he's a Staten Island boy. She's a Seattle girl. Like, there's a lot of distance between them geographically. And I think he's looking at a lot of the logistics and he's like, a proposal after this? Like, proposal comes after years of getting to know each other kind of thing. So I think earlier I thought he was being kind of a wuss and like a commitment (laughs) phobe by being like, I couldn't. But I I don't think he's coming from a place of being cowardly. I think he's coming from a place of like... That is crazy. And he's not wrong. Like, it is crazy that that is what is expected on the show. Right. But I think he does really, really like her. And you sort of see how he fights for her and fights for her attention. But it's also, I think he's kind of staying true to himself as well. I like what you said about, like, how this show does magnify a lot of, like, their insecurities. And it really puts it on blast. And it, like, really makes them face it. In a matter of days or weeks. And so they really have to, you know, face these issues head on, processing it on TV. And that's not an easy thing to do. They're also like in this fantasy world, really. And so they're having to build these real connections and this very costumed put together world when they know that's not the world they're returning to. So I think the other thing is like, how do you imagine a real life with someone when you're stuck in this sort of just TV version of what it could be like. But again, they kind of put a pin in that conversation. Pre-ball, Miss Remy decides to have some one-on-one time with Mr. Chapman because she did hear once again that he has commitment issues. He tells her that he's falling in love with her. He has said, this isn't the first time he said this to her. He's been saying it to her. And I don't like what he does. I don't like anything about Mr. Chapman at this point. Mm -hmm. But he pushes the decision on her in a way of like, So you know where I'm at, like, I'm falling in love with you, but I don't know if I can commit to you. And that's where I'm at. And that's breaking her heart because she sees him as a front runner. I think she is falling for him way faster than he's falling for her. But he sees it as more of like a, hey, we're just hanging out kind of relationship and not like a real thing. They go their separate ways. It really feels like a breakup. It feels like either she's going to send him home or he's going to go home. So it is really, really weird when he is still there later for the farewell dance. But the one thing I don't like is that when he talks to the guys after and he tells them about his conversation, he does tell them like, I feel like Miss Remy is falling for me rather than him saying I'm falling for her. So he is telling them two different things. He's telling Miss Remy, yes, I'm falling for you. And he's telling the guys, it's weird, she's falling for me. So we don't like him. He's just, he's He's, not a good guy. He's really manipulative because he's one of these, he's very, I feel like Wickham-esque in that he he wants a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want any of the commitment. And there's a part of me that gets, but you know, all these guys who are sort of like, hey, I don't know how I feel about the fact that you don't, you're asking for like a lot of my time and personality and commitment when you can't give me the same thing. Like, I kind of get that. But the fact that he knows deep down 
that he doesn't really want this to be a long-term thing, but he's telling her to her face that I could see this as a long-term thing, and he's telling her parents, and he's telling her sister, and he's telling her best friend. That's really messed up. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like he's he's not just told Miss Remy that he's falling in love with her. He's told her parents. So they like him. They think he's a great guy because they're like, oh, yeah, we've had great conversations with Mr. Chapman. Why wouldn't he be a choice? But he's saying different things in the parlor to the guys. Mm -hmm. So that night at the farewell dance, Mr. Chapman, Mr. Cones, and Mr. Hunter are all on the dance card. Mr. Hunter is eliminated. Again, mom with A-plus commentary. She's like, I knew that would happen. Um, But it's just very odd the way things are left between Miss Remy and Mr. Chapman because it really felt like he was going home or he was going to self-eliminate, but he stays. I, I don't know. I think she just likes him so much that she's trying to overlook all the red flags. It's something, too, that, like, I don't know if she's really had this conversation with, like, her sister or her best friend, or maybe they just see, like, they have a great, fun relationship, so. But also, like, they're not privy to the conversations that happen in the parlor room, so they can only go off what he says, which what he's saying are all lies. Yeah, and I feel like he's falling under the syndrome that happens with most people who go on shows like this when you're away from your life, you're away from your family, it doesn't really become about falling in love with you. It becomes about winning. Yes. And unfortunately, like falling in love with her, like it's easy to confuse those two things because if, you know, you just want to stay on the show for as long as you can. But it's like like he he knows what are the right things to say at the right moments. And that's how he's able to stay in. Yeah. No, I don't think he's confused. I think he's pretending to be confused and he's just using the show to have his 15 minutes of fame. Yep. Anyway, so then we go on to episode 10, titled Carousel of Events, because we have a huge, fun carnival in this episode. Mr. Bokikio is still a frontrunner, so we have five men left. The Daily Tea presents that they will be participating in a pleasure garden, which is just a big, fun carnival. There's going to be a carousel. There's going to be reading of tea leaves. Uh, It's going to be fun. Once again, we're talking about Mr. Chapman's commitment issues. It's the real star of the show. Um, he does, like, ask the guys, like, hey, who snitched? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, Mr. Bokikio's like, not me. I mean, <laughs> so, I kind of feel like, well, if it isn't the consequences of right. your own actions, like, talk to a therapist. Don't talk to these guys if you expect, like, dude, bro, per- like, confidentiality. That's not yeah. a thing. These guys want the same thing. And they they care about her. Yeah. So... I'm not even, you know, I think there's definitely a lot of moments in The Bachelor or The Bachelorette where someone snitches because they're threatened by the other person. Yes. I think it's still a little bit of this. I think they're all threatened by each other. They want a longer term commitment. And I think it's really hard for these guys who care about this girl to watch her try and form more of a connection for a guy who's manipulating her. I mean, it's interesting because as much as we didn't like Mr. Kim, he was the only one to call out Mr. Chapman prior to this where he like confronted him to his face and was like dude what are you doing i think there was their own reasons of the overnight day of why he was concerned but he was also like why are you here if you're just here just to spend time like overnight stays with her you aren't here for the right reasons and that was our first like tiny little hint but we weren't paying attention because we didn't like mr kim so Still has his own issues to work yes. on. Now um, we're paying attention because yeah. the issues are being very highlighted. So through process of elimination and Mr. Nazaire does speak up. He's like, I told her. I told her about your commitment issues. This, um, I mean, this is also the guy, as as much as we sort of like Mr. Nazaire, he's also the one who has a reputation for stealing people's girlfriends. I know. So I kind of, you know, as much as we are like, oh, he's doing the right thing. I'm like, actually, I think he knows how this goes. He's I seen think this so. before. He's been around the block and he's just trying to win. I mean, he's in here. He is asking the right questions. So yeah. I'm like, you know, good for him. We get to the carnival. Miss Remy and the court have decided we're going to divide and conquer. You take this person. You take them. We're all going to get answers tonight. So the big question for Mr. Remy is like, is Mr. Bokikio ready for commitment? And he gives him some very direct questions. And Mr. Bokikio is giving all the right answers. So I think for the first time, he has won over Mr. Remy a little bit. He's like, okay, 
you're not as like of a commitment phobe as I thought you were. So I can like you for my daughter. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's been the number one thing everyone has been trying to suss out about all the guys from day one is, are you ready for a commitment? Because yes. Miss Remy is ready. She's here for a commitment. She's sick of the guys who are not committing. She's here to find a guy who wants to be with her. And what? There are guys who don't want to commit to you on a reality dating show? Even in the Regency era? Yeah, guys didn't want to commit to you even in the Regency era. <laughs> <laughs> so is how I feel about yes. it. Yes. There's a whole tea leaves thing, which like... Uh, she does it with each guy where they're, where someone tells their fortune of like, you have marriage in your future where you, you know, she tells Mr. Chapman, you have half a heart, which like Miss Remy interprets as like, oh, he's looking for the other half. And I felt like I interpreted it as like, he's not developed yet. And so <laughs> emotionally. Nope. Uh-uh. So, Underdeveloped. Yes. But you know, they're having fun at this big carnival. She does have a conversation with Mr. Chapman. He's just still lying to her face. He's saying he's falling in love. And then when he's with the guys, he admits that it's purely lust. And he's like, I don't know what the difference between love and lust is. I'm needing to figure it out. She thinks he needs more time. I don't think he needs any more time. And that's, I mean, that's something that I think is really tricky about the show as well. Like when you have to eliminate people, you really want to give them more time and you can tell yourself, oh, he could have been the one if he had just opened up to me sooner. But like, if you've got to get rid of people, you've just got to put your best foot forward from day one, every day, every second of every day. I think she's blinded by how much she really likes Mr. Chapman? Mr. Chapman. You had to look at notes. <laughs> I, 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 like, I know them, but I'm like, Chapman, Cone. I know. Um, like, sometimes she calls, like, Mr. Wukikio Danny B, and so, like, yeah, we hear first names. I didn't realize until the, like, modern day episode how alliterative some of these guys, like, it's Christian Cones, and it's right. um, Jesse Judge. So she, I think she's blinded by how much like she him. likes him, and she's not... She's not making him work for her, you know? Like, I think for the guys that she's unsure about, she's like, work for my heart. Win me over. And it's like a fun power position. But like, you just don't make the guys you like that much do that kind of stuff for you because you want them to like you and you want to give them more Mm. time and you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think she's doing that too much. Yeah. So the next day, the guys debrief, the family debriefs are all talking through like what happened and... If you're familiar with the trend on TikTok of that little pug where it's like bones or no bones. Noodle. Yes. I feel like Mr. Chapman is treating it like, am I in love or not in love today? And he's like, nope, still not in love. And that's how he's operating today where he's like, it's still lust, I guess. It's weird because he's like, he's putting the pressure on like, or like, I guess the blame on other people of being like, People say that we look like we're in love. So is that love? It's very Anthony season one. Yeah. Where he is just so like, what what do people think about me? What are people, what are other people doing? What are other people saying? And it's because he doesn't love her. He doesn't have strong feelings for her. And that's not a crime, but you shouldn't be this far in the process if you don't care about her that much yes. because she's bending over backwards to accommodate your stupid feelings <laughs> and you're just like completely throwing away your shot. Yeah, I mean, there's other guys who are here for the right reasons and who could have gone farther if he had gone home earlier. But where we're at now is she has a couple one-on-one dates or conversations with a couple guys. So Mr. Judge goes on a date. He's ready. Like he wants to get married he wants kids he wants the whole deal so on paper he is the right kind of guy for miss remy the thing is he did come later into the competition so he's had less time to really get to know her but he still made an impression very quickly yeah she does have a honest conversation with mr nazaire like his world is in london it doesn't seem like their worlds are ever going to come together so as much as They have a fun, flirty relationship together in the future outside of this world. It's just not likely. Also, I feel like this is the first time, and this is episode 10. I didn't realize, and I don't know if I missed it, but Mr. Chapman talks about his van life. So he lives in a van. He's never really in a place for like more than 10 days at a time. 
Again, they're in the parlor. They're talking with the guys, with Mr. Bokikio and Mr. Cones. And even the idea of living with a partner, he's like, ugh, I, I couldn't do that. I could go to Seattle. She could do a week with me in the van and it'll be like a fun, casual thing. He literally says, my dream relationship is like a fun, casual thing. Premise of the show, no premise of the show. From day one, Miss Remy has made it known like I'm looking for something serious. Episode 10 for this guy to be coming in saying like, I'm looking for a fun, casual thing. Like, where have you been? I feel like we eliminated the 24-year-old surfer dude a couple of episodes ago yeah. for having a very similar He Yeah, he POV. reminds me of him. Reminds me of him, but like he's like a wolf in sheep's clothing because I feel, honestly, I feel like Mr. Chapman, I didn't even like know who he was until he pulled, like he dressed up as a servant and snuck into her room and they had like morning snuggles or whatever. Like I didn't even know his name until that happened. And so I'm like, oh, he's kind of rebellious. Now it's coming up that he doesn't live anywhere. He lives in his SUV and he drives around like. Which is like, that's its own lifestyle. People do that. It's just but not what Miss Remy does. No. Miss Remy is like likes her life in Seattle. She likes staying put. She likes having consistency and he is repulsed by it. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, how did you even make it this long on the show, dude? Like, right. how have you been able to live in the same room, the same whatever? Like, this was just like another fun adventure for him. Yeah. And also, I feel like I would have loved to have known this about him. From the get-go, right. I feel like you usually open with that, like, hi, I'm Mr. Cones, and I don't like to really live in one place for more than 10 days. Right. And I'd be like, happy for you, love that for you, the door is that way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like, you know, I think her mom says it, where she's like, we thought he meant that he, like, stays in hotels or crashes with friends. Right. No, he's literally living in his SUV. So he hasn't been truthful with anyone, really, about, like, no. the full scope of his living no. situation. No, this which... is, like, his whole thing. This is his whole lifestyle. Right, because, like, if he's been telling everyone, like, oh, yeah, you know, he's more of a, a nomad. He kind of hops around. But if the family was even, like, we had a different idea of what you actually mean by that, like, he is still hiding lots of parts of himself from Miss Remy and her family. Yeah, and it's not like, oh, I'm too insecure to talk about no. it. Like, it feels deliberate. He's manipulating them. Yes. And I hate him, and he's got to go. So then we get to the farewell dance, which we are very surprised to see that Mr. Chapman is not on the dance card. It's only two guys. It is Mr. Nazaire and Mr. Judge. And Mr. Nazaire is eliminated for reasons that we've talked about. You know, their worlds are just not going to align or really intersect in the future. So... It was fun while it lasted. He made a big splash on the show. And he had a very, like, sweet and charming exit where he was like, take care of her guys and that sort of thing. So And we love him. And I'm like, I'm still suspicious. No, yes. I was like, oh, he's a sweet and charming guy. And then I checked out his Instagram again. I'm like, no, no. What's (laughs) what's on his Instagram? What's the red flag? No, it's not a red flag. I mean, he's just like, it's all pictures of him. He's always shirtless. He always has, like you know, carefully crafted Instagram captions. So he's, he's an image guy. He's he's an influencer, you know, he's an influencer image guy. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that we came in, saw how it could be. And she was like, that was fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. He's just like, all right, on to the next show for me to star on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. All right. So Mr. Judge remains and we've only got two episodes left. Yeah. So episode 11 is A Secret Revealed, and we're down to four guys. We're Mr. Chapman, Mr. Judge, Mr. Cones, and Mr. Bokikio. That's how invested I am. I know all of the names at this point. (laughs) So in our daily tea, the big activity for this episode is the Fête Champette, which is a big outdoor dinner party that happened in Regency times. Basically, what's going to happen over the episode is the guys are going to prepare this dinner for everyone. They've got to do Regency chores together. Chore play, which is what the host calls it. But there's one thing Miss Remy says that I'm like, no. And she's, you know, basically we're riding that high of learning Mr. Chapman is a literal no bad. And Miss Remy is like, maybe I could be the one to change that about him. And I'm like, immediately no. no. Immediately no. Everyone, if you're out there saying maybe I could be the one to make them realize they don't like what they're doing, just let them. They need, no. They need to, they don't need you. They need 
to find themselves. Right. They need to come to that realization on their own. Yeah. And then, you know, if that timing had been different, maybe, but he's not there. He's not there. So Miss Remy joins each of the guys for their chores. She herds ducks with Mr. Judge um, so that they're out of the way. He's like surprisingly good at it. He's pretty good at it. He's pretty good at it. (laughs) Mr. Chapman, oh, this was a dramatic one. Yes. He, they're harvesting honey from bees. They're wearing protective everything, but Miss Remy is very freaked out by all the bees. Fly- yeah, like, yeah. I would be too. I would absolutely would be too. She has like the, the steam or whatever to yeah, the like. Smoke. The smoke. Yeah, the to smoke calm is, them down. It's supposed to sedate them, but she's just kind of puffing it in the air and it kind of negates the yeah. idea of the smoke and yes. like concentrating it in one place. But everyone's fine. And, you know, unfortunately, he does remain very calm throughout the whole ordeal. Mr. Cones has to milk a goat and make cheese into it with Miss Cleary, which... Miss Remy is trying it. The goat freaks out, kicks the bucket, kicks it goes the everywhere. Everywhere. And so he he delivers like one ounce of milk yes. to Miss Cleary. <laughs> and then we get our Mr. Bokikio. And I think he has the easiest job. He just has to feed some chickens and collect some <laughs> eggs, which feels like something a five-year-old would have done back no. in Regency times. I think this was a fun, like, different kind of activity that they did. I will say it did look hard to do any of those things, but yes. especially in costume. Yes. I can't. I like just watching her do it in the beautiful dress. I'm like, oh, that looks hard. Immediately, yeah. it looks so hard. So the biggest sort of drama this episode is Mr. Bokikio knows that Mr. Chapman is a nomad. He has absolutely no intention of giving up that lifestyle, which means that he's not that serious about her. And he's starting to question what Miss Remy really wants because he thinks it's really obvious that Mr. Chapman doesn't want to commit to her. Right. Yet she's keeping him around. He's a serious contender. And he's like, do I actually know what Miss Remy is looking for? The fact that she's keeping this guy that I kind of hate around. And I've seen that happen on The Bachelor too, where it's like between them and a guy they loathe who's a jerk. And he's like, maybe this girl isn't who I thought she was because she's choosing this jerk, you know? It's a valid concern. I agree. We've seen it on The Bachelor where they're like, there's these deep one-on-one conversations they have where like, this is what I'm looking for. You fit that. That's why you're here. But then they see this completely opposite person who's like 180 from everything they want. And they're like, so why are they still here? I don't get it. It doesn't match up. Yeah. The math isn't mathing. Mm-hmm. And so it gets pretty dramatic because Mr. Cones decides to take it upon himself to write Miss Remy an anonymous letter, because he can't text her, right. saying, hi, I just want to let you know that Mr. Chapman is not here for you. He has talked to the other guys openly about not having strong feelings for you, and I just felt you like you deserve to know. Right. This is a fling. This is, is a fling. Says. This is a fling for him. And so they're all, the whole family, all the guys are enjoying dinner that they prepared, and she gets this letter delivered, opens it. During dinner. During dinner. Uh. And hell breaks loose. Like, it's chaos. Like, she completely shuts down, starts crying, you know, sister and best friend run to her, sister kicks the parents out of the room because yeah. I, I think I'd want the same thing, honestly. I thought that was a really good move by the by the sister to be yeah. like, you know what, we need this private moment. We don't want our parents. And like, it also, it breaks her mother's heart. It breaks her dad's yeah. heart to see her heartbroken. So in a way, that's why the big sister is there. So that's really great. It's really great, and I think it's hard because they're like, ugh, this this feels like something that's bad, but it's like, it would probably be embarrassing for her if we yeah. knew the details of this. The so. thing is, too, I love that, I mean, Mrs. Remy is like, I know what this is about. Like, yeah. she clocks it immediately. Yeah. She's sitting across from Mr. Chapman, and she's like, this is about him. I never liked him. My husband never liked him. Yeah. He's like, something's going to happen right now. Yeah, she's like, they've been doing some stuff they probably shouldn't have been doing. Now we're sort of just protecting dad. Yes. <laughs> Mom knows. Mom knows yes. we're protecting dad. And and basically, Miss Remy yells at all of them. And She doesn't yell. She's well, like, she doesn't yell, but she she's visibly upset. And she's she's like, you know, someone wrote me this letter and it's about you, Mr. Chapman. Um, she reads the letter. She reads the letter and she's like, are you here for a fling or are you here for love? Like, I, you're the down to the last four. Are you here for me or are you here for yourself? And he admits it. He's like, I think it's a fling. Like, I, I like you. Yeah. And, then, and she really confronts him. She's like, 
this makes me really upset because you told me, you told my parents that you were, you could see yourself falling in love with me. And now I hear that it's all BS. Yeah. So he's sent home immediately. It's a heartbreaking scene because she's telling him like all her feelings. She's like, I thought we had something. What's going on? And I don't know. He's like trying to save his spot in the competition, but also he can't escape the truth. It's a very emotional scene. Also, side note, it's shot beautifully. <laughs> it's like yeah, it looked like a like a real TV show. Great cinematography. Yeah. I was like, wait, how many cameras are here? <laughs> so that was the only other side note. I was like, oh gosh, there's like four cameras going on here. That's awkward. But yes, he gets sent home. It was something that I was hoping for like two episodes ago. But you know, it's finally here and he's finally gonna be gone. So we're at the farewell dance and everyone's on the dance card. And no one goes home. That is to say, we're going into the season finale with three guys. So we've got Mr. Cones, Mr. Bokikio, and Mr. Judge. It's the final episode. It was a long episode. It was an hour and a half. <sighs> you know, the sort of big event of this is everyone gets a modern day date, like I, which I think was a really nice thing to do because yeah. I feel like what was sort of refreshing about this experiment is you sort of have these old timey rules where people had these lasting marriages and seeing if applying that in the modern world could still work. But at the end of the day, you're still taking people out of their element and out of their world and outside of who they really are. And not that this really fixed it because they're still in England and on vacation. Right. They got to see what the other person looks like in nicer modern day clothes and they got to go to bars and they got to, you know, mingle with people. And so the Daily Tea is announcing that everyone gets a big long one-on-one -on -one date, the guy's planet, and it's in the modern world. So we're like not at the castle anymore. We go from carriages to a van. We see Miss Remy in pants. <laughs> yes. whole thing. We see her knees. We see her knees. It's scandalous. So we start off at York and we're meeting Mr. Danny Bokikio, who cleans up so nice. I mean, everyone... Obviously, the clothes that they have for them are very nice, but they all kind of look the same and look yeah. like a costume. They've got him looking like a GQ model, <laughs> and I was very impressed. He's like, turtlenecks are his thing in New York. He yeah. always wears one. Always. It's cold. It's just so funny because I feel like this was the episode where I was like, oh, I get it. I get the <laughs> Danny Bokikio. <laughs> you know why he reminds me of? I don't know if you watched The Mindy Project, but mm. he kind of reminds me a lot of the Danny character oh, in okay. that show. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like a curmudgeonly New York man. Yeah. He's like, keep it simple, Staten Island, give me steak. But it's like, <laughs> there's something really endearing about a guy who doesn't want any frills. It's like a little, like he's like Nick Miller, Staten Island. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of that. And I get it. And I am team Mr. Bokikio at this moment. Okay. And I, I do think he took a breath when she eliminated Mr. Chapman because she's he's like, finally, like, I get why Mr. Judge is here. I get why Mr. Cones is here. They're a threat to me and I don't want them here. Mm -hmm. I think he calmed down a little bit. Yes. I think now he's like, okay, everyone who is here, they're here for the right reasons. And of course, like, he feels like his connection is the strongest and he wants to be the one she chooses in the end. But he is like a tiny bit guarded because he's like, there are still two guys here and I could give you my whole heart and you could break up with me the next day. So, you know, I think that's why he's still trying to navigate these final couple days that they have yeah. left. Yeah. So they just go on a simple outing of like lunch. They have wine. It's very romantic. Then we've got our date with Jesse Judge. Oh, that's the other thing. We start using first names in this episode, yes. which really threw me off. Because I'm, like, I'm like, wait, who? I forget who you are. Who are you? Jesse Judge. Also so cute. He's a model. So I'm like, all right, I got it. Okay. I got it. Because he does look like a Disney prince. Oh, and when they've got him in like the Disney prince costume. Yes. For the I literally wrote down, he's the prince from Cinderella. Yes. Like that's what he looks like. <laughs> So he looks at, he takes her to a bar and he like bartends for her. He makes her a pretty disgusting drink, <laughs> but it's cute. And he sees her knees and she's looking very beautiful and very modern. They and like walk the streets and they're having fun. He like lifts her up onto like this windowsill oh, yeah. and they're making out. And so, you know, she's having fun. Like there's between Mr. Judge and Mr. Bokikio, like there's clear chemistry between them. And I feel like those are the relationships that have progressed the most. Yeah, I agree. So now we're down to Christian Cones, who I'm not going to lie, like I kind of 
I, I care the least about him, and I feel like oh, my no. feelings reflect Mr. or Miss Remy's feelings. Well, you know, I thought it was very admirable of him to write the letter. Yeah. And he even told her in the farewell dance, I, yeah. I did it, and he was a little worried that she was going to be mad about it, and she's like, oh, thank you. Um, right. So he has honorable intentions. I just feel like the connection with him is the weakest. Um, they're more friends. They're really good friends. They're like, he's a good guy. I think he's one of the better guys. Yes. He's going to go, he's, someone's going to love that guy very soon, yeah. you know? But they do a little indoor stargazing, and I think he's got, like, nice personality. You I know? mean, the f- really sweet detail about this stargazing is that the stars they're projecting are from Seattle the night she was born. Stop it. Yes, I missed that detail yes. completely. So she's like, oh my goodness. Like, it's the details for him. Like, he really thinks about these things. So I think he was the most excited for this modern date because he's like, great. Like, she gets to see me outside of, like, this Regency world, which I feel like out of everyone, he's been, like, the least comfortable in, like, this kind of world. Yeah. So for him to get to be rid of those Regency clothes and be out in the real world, he feels more comfortable and more himself. But I think at this point, it's just a tad too little too late. But it's nice to see, like, he's fully himself, I think, throughout this date. Yeah, I think he, like, sort of looking at how she is with all of them, I also think he's the least competitive of the guys. Like, Danny, I think they have a great connection, but I think he, like, from day one, he's like, I'm gonna win her heart. Me plus her equals, like, happiness. Yeah. Mr. Judge, I think also is used to that kind of environment he came in with a clear goal of like i mean he if he wants he knows he wants to get married he's like great this is an opportunity to meet someone who could be my future wife but mr combs was also one of the ones who was like wait a proposal what's what's going on so well but i I think he's very sincere yeah oh yeah it's not in the same like mr chapman like proposal Uh -uh. way it's in his own like oh if that's the goal then i need to be thinking in like terms of that frame of mind yeah so we, we have these modern dates and then go back to the castle and then there's sort of like one final castle date yes but when they get there Christian Cones is eliminated. She's like, I love you. Or she's like, you're great. You're going to find a great girl. But like, I just, I have something more special with these two. And so it's pretty sad. But like, honestly, when I saw that, I'm like, literally, he's going to go home and be bombarded with women. Like, he's going to be just fine. And then there's like a family discussion about the men. It's now pretty strictly between Mr. Judge and Mr. Bokikio. I feel like you can usually tell pretty early on who it is from day one. I mean, like, I'm team Mr. Bokikio. I think Mr. Judge is very hot. I think it's always been Danny. Yes. Just even like the the small moments they've had, like in every moment they steal together, like, yeah. There's always, like, something that moves them forward, even in the tough conversations they've had. So there's a family discussion about the men. The guys each have a one-on-one with the parents. And we kind of don't see if the parents give the guy... Like, we don't see if they ask for the blessing to marry her. Like, with Jesse, he's like, I swear, I'm ready to commit. I'm ready to commit. And they're like, okay, just, you know, show her, you know? I Right, tell her, not tell us. Tell her, don't tell us. Like, you know, we love her and we want to see her happy, but, like, she's not going to... We can't back you if she doesn't feel this way about you. Like, yeah. don't win us, win her. And I feel like it's a similar thing with Danny, where even though she's like, it's always been him, it's always been him, he's been holding back a little bit. She's the most tongue-tied around him. She's got the biggest crush on him. Yeah. But he hasn't been saying everything she wants to hear. So he has the one-on-one with mom and dad as well. And it's, you know, it's another sort of good chat. Like, they're, we don't see asking for a blessing. I think we see kind of a repeat of the last conversation he had with the parents where they're like, yeah, we see that you're mostly ready and you're getting there. Yeah. So Mr. Bokikio's big date is really cute. By the way, I just want to say there's no way Mr. Bokikio planned this. No. Because there's no way any straight man planned it. And I'll tell no. you why. He, like, they ride out on a horse. It's very romantic because it's, like, he's on the horse and she's sitting in front of him and he helps her on and, like, just gets up in one swoop. And I'm like, stop it. How tall are you, Mr. (laughs) Bokikio? And then we go to an open area with, like, millions of throw pillows. And I was like, immediately, no, he didn't do this. No. Men don't know what throw pillows are. Anyway, and then it's just, like, a lot of beautiful notes hanging from the trees that say everything that he hasn't yet had the guts to say to her. Yeah. And he tells her... He loves her. Before that, like the three notes they read together, I'm like, is this about Miss Remy? Or are these just generic notes someone on the production staff wrote? It's 
likely the first, or who knows, maybe they brainstormed together, but it just sounds like very generic things. It does end with like the blank note where it's like, I wanted to say this and not have it written. So I thought that was sweet. And that did come from a genuine place, it seems like. so. I think it was all genuine for him. I just think he didn't think of the idea. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the way all dating shows work. It's like, they're like, I planned this date. Like, no, you didn't. Yeah. And then Mr. Judge begins with some falconry, which I'm like, immediately, like, not as cute as the first (laughs) one. But the falcon brings a big key, and he beauty and the beasts her. Here's what he does. I, whatever. I think this was a little lame. Um, But he's like, oh, look, what does this key lead to? And I'm like, are they gonna fantasy suite this? Is this what's going on here? No. No! It leads her into the big, beautiful atrium, the opening of their castle. And he's like, look down. And then it's just like the entrance. And he's like, this is where it all began for us. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, wait, why is there a locked door to the front door area? Anyway, I thought it was, I felt cheated because I wanted a library. And he's like, all these books are yours. Or like, like, whatever her thing is. I wanted that where he like opens the door and he's like, everything you see is yours. So that happened and it was very sweet. Now we've got the farewell dance, and she's dressed like Cinderella. She looks gorgeous. Kind of it's wedding, a white dress. Wedding dress-esque, if yeah. I may be so bold. The two guys are literally dressed like Disney princes. Yeah, like, this is the first time we've seen them in different costumes, I feel like, because I mean, they are in, like, white, um, like, costumes. They're so. still wearing the same thing. Miss Remy says goodbye to Mr. Judge. Um, she pulls him aside. She's like, you're great, but... It's not, not you. It's not you. It's whatever. It's not you. It's me. Whatever. She really shattered his heart. Like, he was really upset about it. I felt kind of bad. But then she goes and has the same one-on-one a couple minutes later. She picks him, which is, he's been the front runner since episode one. Like, if if you had to pick the winner from episode one, and you picked Mr. Okikio, you were right. And we were all right. So, yeah. yep. um, they've had the clear connection from the start. So that's really where she feels like, great, like, we're going to be together. We're going to make our grand entrance back into the ball. My family will see. Great. What she doesn't know is that Mr. Bokikio pulls out a ring from behind and he gets down on one knee and proposes, which is a major surprise and a major leap forward in this relationship because as far as she thought, she thought, okay, we're going to be together and we're making this commitment you know, unofficial to each other to move forward beyond this show. But he takes it a step further and he like fulfills what she was looking for, which is like so exciting to her because she feels like, oh my goodness, like he just told me he loved me. Now he's proposing and and everything's so happy. So they're going to make their grand entrance back into the ball. And the family doesn't know who's walking in with her, which is very exciting and I'm sure nerve wracking. She walks in with Mr. Bokikio they're all freaking out because, like, the, the sister and the best friend are like, I knew it. I knew it. I wanted yeah. it to be him. Uh-huh. And then. And then she pulls out the second surprise, which is her ring. And they are freaking out. I really love that the sister goes over and she hugs Mr. Bokikio and Miss, and her sister, Miss Remy. And, like, it's this group hug. And, like, it's, like, really welcoming him into the family. Yeah. It's this really beautiful, joyous moment. And, like, what a beautiful, happy ending to, like, what's been this fairy tale show. It has. And I love that because, you know, when they walk in, they're sort of arm in arm and, and she's got her hand tucked into his yes. arm. So you don't really see it. And she announces it by just pulling out her hand, yes. showing them the ring. And I just love, I love that reaction because, like, in... And when her sister was hugging Mr. Bokikio, she's like, you're going to be my future brother-in-law. Yeah. I'm excited. And there's this funny moment where uh, Miss Remy says to her parents, she's like, I know he didn't ask for your blessing. And they're like, we would have said yes. Like, mom's really happy. I think dad is happy, but less happy as as is the dad's way. Yeah. But it is like very beautiful. Like, there's an engagement at the end of it. They're happy. You're right. It's like a perfect ending to a fairy tale show. Yes. So... Cut to present day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no after the final rose with this show. We don't see, we don't, you know, catch up with them three months later. So Miss Remy, Nicole Remy, has since posted on her Instagram, just like her side of the journey and how it all played out. So she did share a video recently about two minutes long. You can check it out on her Instagram about what happened after the proposal, after the show ended. 
Jillian. Yolanda, don't say it. Don't say it. So, a week after the proposal, Mr. Bokikio takes the proposal back. <gasps> no! Why? Did you say why? Did they break up or are they still I together think real but not world, engaged? real world feelings just came into the mix and maybe he freaked out. Who knows? But he took the proposal back. It seems like they tried. For, like, she came to New York. She met his family. Like, he went to Seattle. It seems like they were still together after that for, like, um, about a month or so. I'm not quite sure how long. They have since ended things. They are no, no longer together. Um, she put out this great post, you know, where she's like, introducing me again you know i'm nicole i seattle single so she's out there and you know looking for love so her journey continues but uh that's the major bummer of like what you know we saw like this beautiful happy ending and maybe there's a reason why the courtship decided not to show and after the final proposal i mean i'm trying to think what the bachelor usually because you know on the bachelor they almost always break up like there's literally three couples or like three to five couples who've made it over the last 20 years yes and i haven't seen this was obviously a shock to me like my my surprise was not fake yolanda knows so much more about this stuff than i do and she tells me how it is It was a great show then, you know, like, you can't really follow them into the real world. But I I do think that, you know, at the end of the day, this is very similar to The Bachelor, where, like, you take people so far, you know, even in their element, people break up all the time. Yes. And I think it's really tricky when you introduce two people who live so far away from each other, or their lifestyles are just so different. It's just, like, that magic that happened on the show is, like, a summer camp kind of thing where it's, like, it was great. It's great here. It's not great out there. No. Oh, that bums me out. But, you know, I think we we met a lot of really interesting characters on this show. We did. I'm eager to see if there's going to be a season two. If so, are they going to pick one of these guys to take it all the way like they do with The Bachelor? That would be a, a, a good following the same pattern as The Bachelor where, like, someone who's already been through the process goes through it again yeah or maybe they're like no actually i've learned that i don't want to date someone in a regency world i want to date someone in real life and that's what i'll do so yeah um all right still an entertaining show we'll see if they come back with the season two best of luck to miss remy yeah. um she was a really really great uh lead of this show i feel like she carried it so well and what a great court there in her family and her best friend and in, in carrying this too so Overall, like, 10 out of 10, they did great at handling what can be a very tricky scenario to meet people, so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We've been hit with yet another Austin adaptation that we're going to be discussing next week, Hulu's Fire Island, which has been dubbed, you know, the Gay Pride and Prejudice adaptation. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Pemberley. You can email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. 